0: Cruton Talk. Mike Schaefer here. Mike Sodder over there. Mike, how you doing?
1: Well, I feel uh, honored and blessed to uh, receive an offer to be on your show. Yeah. How many offers is that for you now? Uh, I think I'm honored and blessed to receive my uh, 15th Division One offer there you go. From, from you guys, which I always find is a little odd when it says like, honored and blessed or whatever to receive my fifth offer. And then they list the school and it's like, well, they can only offer you once, I think maybe twice, but once normally,
0: no one's too worried about grammar on social media these days. So <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think I speak for everybody. When I, when I said that, the reason Mike Sauter joins us here on Friday, August 19th, we have week zero football games. The, nebraska high school season is upon us and no one that i know of anyways has been to more practices this month uh that isn't affiliated with one team i suppose than mike sotter and so who better to bring on and we're gonna dive into uh what it looks like this year mostly in class a that's probably we're gonna we're gonna spend most of our time we'll dabble into a little ben bramer talk and a little brock newton talk maybe i'll get your thoughts on carter nelson uh, I'm sure you haven't made it out to Ainsworth yet, but uh, I'm sure you do have thoughts on Carter Nelson. So we'll dive into some of the recruiting stuff a little bit later, but I just wanted to get just sort of your general thoughts on a few teams that you've seen around the Metro, because it it feels like there's probably three teams that have been elevated to ex- sort of favorite status, if you will, in Bellevue West, Creighton Prep, and then, of course, Omaha West Side. Is Is that a fair kind of look at it from uh from all the way over here in Lincoln. Those seem like the top three teams in the state to me.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think I think you're I think there's five that you can make a very realistic case. Can but, I guess the other two? Yeah.
0: Well one of them should be Gretna mm-hmm. which returned Zane Flores and they won the state title last year <laughs> as far as you and I are willing to, to care yeah. about. Um, and I, I think that they are still going to be pretty good. I just don't know. It took the perfect set of circumstances for them last year. And I don't, I don't mean to take anything away from it, but it it worked out really well. It's going to be tough. I think to repeat. And then your fifth team. Oh man. Um, Millard South, uh,
1: Elkhorn South
0: Elkhorn South. Well, I had one of the words right out of the two. Yeah. So yeah, I, there's that. I think,
1: I think those five are like the for sure you could absolutely see any of those five winning the state title. And there isn't cle- a clear, like, oh my gosh, they're just so much better than everybody right now, where we sit right now. I think those those five are it. And then I think there's two more that if things go right they're probably going to have a hiccups or two, you know, three, maybe like, it'll take some time to get used to it stuff. There's there. So I think there's a total of seven, but I, I think for mm-hmm. sure, those five, the other two are Omaha North and Millard South. Okay. Um, I, I just think, you know, they have new quarterbacks or new systems or new coaches. Um, Jared Meisenberg is left Omaha North as the defensive coordinator uh, to go to Omaha Westview as the girls track coach. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator at North for 20 years. And so that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. uh, and he's, he's one of the best defensive coaches that we have in the state, um, or had or have, you know, however you want to slice it there. But, and then Miller South, obviously new head coach, totally new offensive system defense is going to be similar. Um, Defense has a bunch of really good athletes at linebacker and Cam Kozal is going to play quarterback for the majority of the season when he's not playing baseball and he likely could be playing for the um, USA baseball team, under 18 baseball team in Japan for four weeks (laughs) and and miss four games in the middle of the season. Um, Super normal occurrence in high school. Yeah. I mean, so so if that happens, like, what do they do there? And, and you know, there's backups that are good enough and, and, and all of that. I, I think they can figure it out, but North South is going to look totally different on offense. Um, they obviously graduated a ton of talent last year, but they have, they still have, have some that, that you feel good, good about. Um, you know, Gretna is one of their biggest questions is Mick Huber did so much for them last year and, um, he, you know, we're talking about a, a guy that rushed for, I think it was 11, over 1100 mm-hmm. yards and he had a, on offense and he had like 112 tackles on defense and that's in class A. And, you know, that that's like eight man numbers, right? Like, or, you know, small town guys that have to play both ways and stuff. He's doing, he did that on a class A level. And another guy for Gretna that I I think they're going to, you know, really hurt to lose was Braden Cheney at um, defensive back and, and kind of kick returner wide receiver that kind of opened things up for them. And Stillman's gone as a wide receiver. So it's going to be the Joe roll show and Joe roll at wide receiver was really good for them um, last year. So he'll, he's their lead receiver for sure. And obviously you have Zane Flores, whenever you have the best quarterback in the state and, and I, I, I mean, I think he's the best quarterback that, we've seen in at least a decade um i i truly believe that and um so i you know elite 11 finalists the last time that happened for a nebraska kid was never um so it's a good last time yeah
0: how did it and, work out for never in college
1: right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. actually max duggan was the last one even you know in the area in the area yeah, yeah. and and he's, you know. I'd say that went
0: pretty well for Max Duggan. Yeah,
1: it's, it's gone decently well for him. And so, you know, I, I think Zane's just really, really good. Um, and and he can can change the game for you. So, uh, Mason Goldman is back um, mm-hmm. for uh, for Gretna. And, and he's going to play kind of both ways. A guy that last year I loved. And I think he's going to have even a bigger year this year. He had eight sacks for them. It was Korver Demma. Um, he's got some D2 interest right now. And I just, I think that kid is good. He's relentless, right? Um, Exactly what you need. He's, he's like, um, you know, he's not Maverick Noonan level, um, but he's, he's, he's pretty dang good and he's going to make a a lot of plays for them. So, and you know, I guess while I'm just sticking on Gretna Isaiah Weber is going to be the running back. He played linebacker last year as a sophomore He'll be looks to be the lead back. I think they're going to have a couple that they're going to use, try and get some of that production. But um, you know, losing Mick Huber is a a big, big deal for them.
0: Yeah, keep working through this. You've you hit off uh, you hit off three teams here. How about Elkhorn South? Yeah,
1: Elkhorn South is um, you know they're I think a couple of key things for them, right? So Maverick Noonan is phenomenal i i'm i went to their practice on monday and in the rain um you know kids could have complained about it and all that and but in the rain maverick Noonan is just out there while his teammates are like dancing to the music and stuff he's just laser focused and he chase down and Cole Ballard is their running back who by the way over a thousand yard back really good back for them really good he he probably hasn't talked about enough um as a really good high school player uh in Nebraska but uh Cole Ballard is is going to start at safety for them and at running back again for them and they're going to run the ball like that's just kind of what they do they will try and spread it out a little bit but one of the one of the things that impressed me kind of the most is, and he's done this a lot in his career, and you've seen it in games, but Maverick Noonan just chased down Cole Ballard from like 20 yards opposite field, just beeline, like talking about, you know, we're talking about practice, and he literally, I was just like, huh, like that's 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 the guy, right? You know, like that's just awesome, and, and he's bigger and stronger. Um, he is gonna. I don't know how, like, you're gonna have to double him or chip block him or something. Cause he's there and he's not a finished product, which is even better. Um, I, he'll, I think his best football is ahead of him. I think I, my opinion, I think when, when, uh, when Maverick Noonan gets to Lincoln, he's going to be pretty good. <laughs> like I, yeah. I think he's the, the pass rusher guy. If he's healthy, right. I think, I think. He's the pass rusher guy that that Nebraska's really, really needed. And it, it, this isn't really a knock against Garrett Nelson. I, I saw them both in high school, but Maverick Noonan is is a better version of of Garrett Nelson when Garrett Nelson was in high school. He's he's a he's a much better version actually. And Garrett's turned himself into a really good player. And so I I think the projection is is to be probably better. And that's as a Nebraska fan, that's what you want. Yep. Um, you know, I one guy for them um, is Ashton Murphy. He's a junior. Um, that's a guy that that I know Nebraska when when they went to their team camp at Elkhorn Elkhorn South went to their team camp. He's a guy that really popped for them. Um, about six five and probably about two forty right now. Uh, he'll play both ways for them. I, I Ashton Murphy is a name to kind of keep in the back of your mind. Uh, so as as a guy for Elkhorn South, I, I think he's 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 pretty good. And the up front, they're good. Like yeah, they're, they're well that's good. what they're known for, right? Linemen and and defense and all that. Like defensive line. One of the best
0: trench teams in the state
1: every year. Right, they just kind of have been, and and that's what they are. They're they're, they're really good. And I think Cole Ballard's going to have a big year again. I another guy for Elkhorn South that play corner he's gonna play corner and wide receiver is jackson Muller swan he's long he's super physical coach rosenberg even told me when i asked about him he said he's the, the most physical defense back he's had since he's been there um so at elkhorn south and they've had some nice players i.e moses bryant was one um so that's you know that's a, a key the, the thing for them is will they be able to how much will they be able to throw it obviously they have a new quarterback yeah. um and um you know, they have two that that are pretty good. It's um, uh, Carson Runner and Madden Riggs. Runner is a junior. Riggs is a sophomore. Uh, Riggs maybe throws it a little bit better. Um, at least that's what I saw on Monday. Uh, but I, you know, it, it, breaking those guys in and how much will they trust it down the line? I, you know, I think they always kind of fall back to uh, just kind of running the ball. So which works if your line's that good? And, uh, yeah.
0: All right, well, let's move from Elkhorn South to a team where we know the line is that good. We know they're going to run the football. Uh, they might be as complete of a team as you're going to find in Class A, and that's Creighton Prep, where you got Charmar Brown, and he gets to run behind uh, Nebraska commit Sam Sledge, and I believe Princeton commit uh, yeah. uh, uh, Rocky Marcellino. So yeah. yeah, what what else do people need to know about Creighton Prep? Because those are kind of the headliners, but they, you were telling me you know, a couple weeks ago when you first went to their practice, they're deep Mm. and they they're better than what you might even expect coming in.
1: Yeah. So Sledge obviously returns. Um, He plays left tackle for them. Rocco Marcelino plays right tackle for them. Um, Rocco's committed to Princeton um, and Sledge, obviously Nebraska. They return not just all of their starting offensive line. They return the two backups behind their starting offensive line. So their top seven offensive linemen return. For the that's
0: best offensive line in the state.
1: Easily. Like, I don't think that's I, I – that is not even up for debate. I, and and you, then they
0: have Charmar Brown. Like, it's kind of unfair <laughs> in a way. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Sledge, Marcelino, Cole Jarrett at left guard. I really like their center, Jacob Brandle. Um, Christian Lewis is back at right guard. Uh, so like their whole line's back so you have marty brown who's committed to north dakota state who's big strong physical rush for over a thousand yards and 15 touchdowns uh, splitting time but they have two other guys that are good and their fullback is really good george egan is is a really good strong physical just like neck roll um you know neck roll fullback middle linebacker guy that's George Egan. He's like your stereotypical guy, literally wears a neck roll. So um, Caden Russell is a senior, and then John Pargo is a senior, and Pargo will be kind of the third back, uh, but he'll play wide receiver too, and and he's a starter on the, as a defensive back. Um, they are very good in the box on offense and defense, very good. The outside is going to be the question. Dean Donaldson comes in at quarterback um he's he's a little bit of an upgrade at quarterback from what they had last year um he's just a junior he's he's never played in a varsity game in his life so you know big environment I think there's gonna be a ton of people at the uh, week zero Bellevue West game tonight um and so what are those emotions like and he transferred from Bellevue West so um that's that's definitely something um a, a name to kind of look out for is is noah vedrell's little brother ezra vedrell um they have some packages for him on offense he'll he'll play some linebacker too he's kind of a he's a, a track guy like hurdler guy all the all the termins slash are like 300 herd, hurdlers they just are all really good at it so um it's like a thing in their family i guess so that's you know something to look out for there right their skill is going to be the little bit of a question but in the box they're really good and i i if i'm them i'm running that thing into the ground yeah. um so that's just that's just what i would do I, I wouldn't try and get too cute i would just run 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 and run some more
0: all right. Well, their opponent tonight is Bellevue West, and we'll we'll do a little bit of a preview on that coming up. But Bellevue West has an interesting team, I think, this year because they have to replace some really notables, and that's what they do at Bellevue West. I mean, they just have to replace every year different guys who step up for them. But it feels like in the offseason, Daniel Kalen, their expected quarterback, made a pretty sizable jump and it's quite possible that a Bell West team that has been sort of blessed with great wide receivers and pretty good quarterbacks might have their best combination of those things now. If Daniel Kalin can take that and put it into the regular season, what have you seen from him this offseason? And what have you seen from Bellview West when you went over to their practice the other day?
1: Yeah, I, Danny Kalin is is um, he's matured physically. He's always had a good football like mine. His IQ is really good, but he's matured mentally too. Um, I I just think like the early kind of offers and that pressure that went with that, and he wasn't ready to 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 be a high school starter. That was more based on just like projecting out. Sure. I, I think that I people labeled him as like, oh pfft, no, he's not good. Look at these are fake offers and all this stuff. He's pretty good. Like he made yeah. two, he made two throws that in it was um, in their team kind of session portion. Now like, how did he fit that in there? Mm-hmm. And it, like super accurate and all that. Now getting him off the spot is going to be key. Um, but I do I will say this: I do think he can use his legs way more than people give him credit for. Sure. Um, so he, he kind of showed that in the practice that it was at. You know, if you watch seven on seven in June, you don't really see that um, because they can't run. Mm-hmm. So his, I think there's some stuff in there where, like, they always like to have design kind of QB draws and things. And and that's no different. I I think he's very capable of doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll give you one kind of name here for – as far as receivers, everyone talks about Davon Hall. People are talking about Kyrell Jordan. Kyrell Jordan's going to be their go-to guy. He's got
0: a South Dakota state offer. Yes.
1: Kyrell yep. Jordan is, is like, because so much attention is going to be on Davon Hall. Mm-hmm. I think Kyrell Jordan is, is, is the guy to watch. I, I think he, he's super shifty quick. He's, he's small and stature short but he's strong and physical enough and understands offense. Obviously the guy that I'm going to give you is Ben Goodwater. Ben Goodwater had three catches for 23 yards last year. He will have 50 catches for, I don't know, like hundred. We
0: want a specific number.
1: Yeah. He'll he'll have, he'll have, uh, well, 50, maybe aggressive. Let's go. 35 catches, this is if healthy, 35 catches for, uh, I'm going to go 526 yards and okay. probably five touchdowns.
0: All right. You're going to be held to these numbers. We're going to come back at the end of the season. If you don't accomplish this, there will be some sort of penance. We'll figure out what that is.
1: That's fine. And their running back, too, is is different. It's Charlie uh, Gwinner, he's, he's been injured the last two years and so he hasn't hasn't played a lot he's a name that nobody knows yep um and he beat out Gio Contreras and a couple other guys um he'll he'll be their guy so up front's going to be a little bit of a question for Bellevue West but we can we'll we'll, I'll save that for a little bit
0: yeah and then we'll finish up here with the team that has played in the last three state title games in Omaha West Side. they're one and two in those games uh they're going to look to to try to even that score this year they have another loaded team and they they reloaded in the offseason in a way that I didn't even know you could in (laughs) high school football when you just go out and there's Christian Jones joining your team but uh, they've they've got D1 recruits they've got FCS guys they have track superstars they have a new coach which I think is kind of a underrated subplot of the whole thing but Omaha West Side feels like maybe the, the team that's sitting on the perch to start this year, just because you've made the last three state title games. And again, Caleb Benning, Christian Jones, Jalen Lloyd, uh, the Rezak brothers. I mean, Jamez Ross, like they, they have names, but then there's a whole host of guys that just do their job in this program. I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to to talk about West side without waxing poetic about it, but it's just been a really, really good program for the last few years. And, it feels like
1: we're headed to another year like that. They're that so they run a three four, they're back eight. Um, they're they're you know, they're linebackers and safeties and, and corners are. I, you know, I don't go back to like the 80s and stuff, right? Because I was like a you know, young child, uh, elementary school kid in the 80s, but like it is clearly the best collection of talent with that back end of the defense that we have seen, yeah. I, that I've seen uh, in Nebraska. And I've been doing this for over a decade. Um, it, it is clearly the best. You have Caleb Benning, who, by the way, is he is really good. Like, really, really good. I'm not just saying that because his dad's my friend. I, that kid is really you good. you count Damon as a friend? Well, I don't know. Yeah, like, i don't
0: either i don't know it, what to do
1: it depends on the day
0: <laughs> like, i know he doesn't count us as friends so i'm not counting him as a friend like
1: it there's day there's good days and bad days so like you know it's it's kind of mean like, there's I mean, good
0: days and there's damon days
1: yeah it's kind of like whatever mood he's in sure he's, he's either like really good friend or he's like Oh, you're a media guy. I hate you. Right. (laughs) Like it's, it's one of those. Right. So, you know, Caleb comes back. He had 68 tackles last year as a sophomore. Oh. And he missed like two games. Uh, Ty Kiefer is a senior, um, defensive back. He'll play probably safety a little bit. Uh, if people are familiar with track in Nebraska, the cotton last name, um, from yeah. Yes. Uh, Keenan, his little brother, is a sophomore. He transferred over from Papillion La Vista, started as a freshman last year uh, for Papillion La Vista. He'll play a lot. Oh, wait. They have Wes Okafor, last name, obviously familiar to Husker fans. Uh, Jeremiah Truitt came over from Central. He's a really long athlete too. And uh, Isaac Richard, I think, is a guy that's being left out in the conversation. So when you have that, that's your defensive backfield. Oh, yep. wait, Jalen Lloyd is there too, who just yep. who happens to run really fast and is a fantastic athlete. Um, so whenever you can take your starting corner from a team that made it to the championship game last year and move him to outside linebacker, even though he had four interceptions as a corner, three against Prep, actually, um, and Teddy Rizak. And you pair him with Christian Jones at outside linebacker. And they're both, like, you know, 6'4". And, like, you know, Christian's, what, probably 2'10", 2'15". And Teddy's probably a little bit smaller than that, probably 180, 190. And then you bring in Kirk Kubrick, uh, who was started middle linebacker for them last year. And he had 61 tackles and 10 for loss. And then you have Bo Ryan kind of filling a void at linebacker two in the middle. Bo Ryan's a, a really, that's a name that'll pop. Like he's like this little hidden gem guy at West side that no one talks about, but he's going to have a big year. I, that back end, again, that back end is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you return Anthony Rizak, who had what, one interception last year? And 19 touchdowns. I think it was one, it was a very low number. If it wasn't one, it was a super low number. And I think that one came in the state championship game, and that was it. So, and he didn't even start the whole year. Oh, by the way, you have one of the best kickers in the state, and Tristan Alvano, too. So up front's gonna be their question. They sure. they, they lose they 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 lost some stuff there. Um, but they did get Cam Bell to come over from um they got Campbell to come over from Burke, followed. Um, man, that high school transfer portal was hopping. Oh, man, I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I, I just – okay. Gonna, we don't but, have to talk about it. We don't have real, to talk real, about it. Real fast. So did anyone break any rules? No. Who cares then? Like, I don't care. If, I just wanted to make care. the joke. I'm just putting that out public. I sure. don't care. Stop sending me messages or notes or emails or whatever <laughs> about that. I could care less as long as no one broke any rules. I don't care like i frankly, I could care less so anyway, Campbell came over, followed Lamanji, who by the way, like we're talking about a guy that won a state title at Omaha Burke and won over a hundred games and all this stuff like he's a really good football coach um and so it like. I mean, you have a guy in Brett Front who was a, is a really good football coach. He retires, and you replace him with this other guy, which there really isn't a question about if he's a good coach or not. Sure. Like, there's none. So, it's how much do they use Jalen Lloyd on offense? I think he's the vertical threat. Obviously, I think you just kind of say, "Hey, you run really fast past this guy, and we'll throw the ball up, and you go get it." Like that's, I think that's what you got to do. But again. Up front is a little bit of their question. Um, Burke transfer again. Peyton McDonald is a senior um, that came over. He'll start uh, a junior Brock Regner will start for them on the line. Senior Sam Nordquist will start for them on the offensive line. Um, junior AJ Jones played some last season on the offensive line, but he'll he'll have to, to start this year. Dawson Hardwick is a guy that can play kind of both guards and both tackles as a swing guy. Um, So offensive line is going to be a little bit of a question. They have three good defensive linemen. Cam Bell can play both sides. He'll be the nose guard. R.J. Eckert, um, he's a returning starter for them from last year. And John Quell Osler is a junior that played sparingly, I guess, like had three sacks but only – 13 tackles, didn't wasn't a starter. Those I the upfront is a little bit of the question. They have everything else. Yeah. And oh, by the way, like, you know, Anthony Rizak's a pretty good quarterback too, who can use his legs and get out and stuff too. So they open obviously the rivalry game with um West Side or West Side and Prep is um next week or week, week one. one. Yeah. So you know preps first two weeks are like Ew. actually their first five weeks are tough i mean if prep starts the year two and oh watch out <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's it's yeah. a it's a challenge for them very much though so. but um i i do think that you know i i think prep's pretty good
0: i i want to I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we okay. talk quite a bit about west side but is Christian Jones the next big recruit out of the state of Nebraska? Cause that's kind of the feel that I have at this point in time. So if you, if you kind of look at, and they've had a lot in the 2022, 2023, I mean, it's been a blessed run for the state, quite frankly. And you keep thinking, okay, when is this going to end? So Christian Jones, 2025, like, I mean, he's, this guy feels like the real deal to me. Like, I I mean, I don't know where 24-7 sports is going to put him in recruiting rankings, but just looking at him, talking to him, one, first of all, he doesn't give a hoot about his recruitment at all. All he cares about is just going out and playing the best football that he can for Westside. But I I think he has a chance to be a a pretty special in-state recruit uh, that, you know, Nebraska and seemingly every regional school and maybe a few national ones are going to be coming after pretty hard.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, if he gets on the camp circuit next year.
0: Which then, he had no interest in doing. So that might that might cap some of that, which I mean, on one level, who cares? On another, uh, you know, maybe he'll end up being underrated because of it.
1: Yeah. I, him and Caleb Benning, I think, are two guys that like could care less to do any mm-hmm. of that stuff. <laughs> I'm like they worked out for Zane
0: Flores, who didn't do any of that stuff. So. Right,
1: they they don't care about the underwear Olympics, right? Like they mm-hmm. they just don't. And um, they, CJ is a Christian. I guess CJ as we goes by, but he's he's a quiet kid, doesn't say a ton. And like you said, he doesn't really like he doesn't he cares, but he doesn't like care care like look at me, I'm mm-hmm. this recruitment all this stuff. He knows he's good. Everyone around him knows he's good um he probably is the next like big ish thing as long as he continues to keep developing right so i think he's the pass rushing outside linebacker guy um at the next level um now in high school this year he's gonna play some like i don't know what they call it at west side but he's gonna play some we'll just call it wide receiver but to me it looks like the old wingback so like an H back of sorts. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I, but he's kinda of going to line up outside Will mm-hmm. be kind of like a tight end. So I guess you call him a tight end on offense. Um, uh, but it's, it looks a little bit different. Um, so he's physical and he can run and catch and do all that stuff. Um, I, I, I do. I, I think he's, I think he's, I think those two right now are probably mm-hmm. the like, the guys to keep an eye on and they won't go like they just they won't do the camp stuff mm-hmm. they have offers already yeah uh, they don't need to chase yeah they they don't need to chase them and they have good ones yep. i mean so we'll we'll see i mean you no know, iowa nebraska minnesota all the like all the regional schools know about them i yep. i don't think they care about like anything outside of that
0: yeah Okay, uh, so we've spent the first 32 minutes oh, wow. discussing seven teams in the Metro. Let us discuss at least one or two things outside of the Metro. I know it's hard. That's I know great. the Omaha folks don't like going too far from uh, what yeah. they know. But I don't know if we can go 33 minutes without at least saying the name <laughs> Malachi Coleman. Yeah. So got to get that in there. Lincoln East has to replace Noah Walters. That in mm-hmm. itself is going to be a giant challenge. However, Malachi Coleman, as you were talking about Maverick Noonan, I had the same kind of thought. Malachi Coleman could be a wrecking ball for teams playing Lincoln East this year. I don't know how Lincoln East is going to be overall because there's a lot of things they have to kind of figure out. But Malachi Coleman's potential as an outside linebacker and a 3-4 for the Spartans this year, is really really high.
1: Yeah, I, I I said this last year after watching them for the first time. Um, I, I think he's I think he's a defensive player. That's just my opinion. Like, and, and know, I'm with you. Yeah, and I, I know, call, I know people want him as a wide receiver. I know he'll probably end up starting out as a wide receiver. But his length and athleticism and quick twitch to like get off the ball and get to quarter, I can mean, just reach out and grab him. Like, right. I mean, he's so long um you know he's got to physically develop to be Mm -hmm. if that's what he is gonna end up being obviously but like he could come in and probably make an impact as a wide receiver quicker but i i love him as a pass rusher kind of defensive end outside linebacker and a three four in space guy um he will have a lot of sacks this year yeah like Like, probably double digit i
0: i I I've told everybody this you year at the same game by the end of the year last year, when East was playing Gretna and they had a real chance of knocking off the team mm-hmm. that won the state title. And I believe one of the guys you mentioned earlier, that Gretna has to replace had a game changing kick return in that same Great game. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he was as good as I'd ever seen him at that point mm-hmm. playing the run too. I mean, the, yeah. he was pretty bad or not bad strong. He wasn't as good against the run in September, but by the time you got to the end of October, beginning of November in the playoffs, I mean he was, was really good against the run. I, I think the jump that Malachi made last year as a player has me really excited to see what he looks like as a senior.
1: Yeah, I am just interested. I I obviously I haven't been to their practice. I'm very interested in see quarterback. Like, right. they, right. you know. But they have a I will say this a really good baseball team. And like <laughs> those guys can throw. So
0: they, they might have found another shortstop that's going to be playing <laughs> quarterback for him, right? Whatever,
1: like there's, you know, I think they're going to be just fine. And I will say this: the Gingrich, Coach Gingrich's ability to adapt to his personnel is is, is phenomenal. Most coaches wouldn't do that. Like when they when he's like, okay, we have Noah Walters, we're going to spread this thing out and go mm-hmm. fast. Like that's not what he has always done. So his ability to adapt is pretty impressive for a guy that's coached football for a very long time. Like most guys don't do that. So um, very interested to see, right. And they, they also lost Cooper Erickson. Um, so, and he was big, strong kid. I, you know, I, I, think in, in Lincoln, I think it's Southeast Southwest and East obviously um, are the three yep. that, you know, are head and shoulders. And, frankly i i think probably southwest is kind of right there like they've had a couple like a little dip right Yeah. years i think they're kind of back return quarterback running back have some nice receivers and all that i i think they 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 got a chance there um and southeast just with gatula and i, I just say gatula and the Bootenboxer boxer like uh and bloom uh who's committed to northern iowa um I, they got some really nice size and, and good kind of athletes. Uh, it's again, like, what are they going to get out of the quarterback position? Yep. Um, because frankly, like, and I'm, you know, this may make people mad. I don't care, but like Jake Applegate was severely underused last year. Like he, he, he just was. Yep. Um, they needed
0: to use him like Millard used Gage Stinger. Gage
1: Stinger. Yep, exactly. We mm-hmm. talked about this before, like yep. just put him back there at quarterback and let him figure it out. Right. Um, so that's, you know, that's just my opinion, but they, they do have a a, a nice line. Obviously, Gatula is, is that guy. Um, Lincoln East opens up with Carney who like lost a lot, yep. um, but coach cool is one of the best coaches in the state without question. And um, that, that might be where I'll be. That's Thursday night game. So I'll see you there. Either that or Burke and Gretna is Thursday night too. So I'll, I'll it depends. Okay. All right. Um, we
0: hit a lot there. Uh, let's let's kind of finish up with this. Who – if Mike Soder is asked, and he's going to be asked right now by Mike Schaefer in an awkward-sounding question, <laughs> who are the five best players in the state, independent of position, independent of class, mm-hmm. give me the five guys that you think right now are the best players – in the state of Nebraska. Okay, um, I know you, I know Zane Flores is on your list, so we can just check that right. one off. Right? <laughs> so give me the other four.
1: Maverick Noonan, okay, for sure. Um, and this is when I say this, it's I just want to clarify here. It is what they've done as a high school player, what I think they're going to do this year, and also what they project in college. It's a mm-hmm. combination. So, when I used to do player rankings, that's how I did it. Like, take the stats, look at the projection, all of that in, in one. So, I I'm Zane, sure your parents
0: were really respectful of your
1: player rankings, right? Very much so. Uh, <laughs> Zane, um, Zane, Maverick, Malachi, Coleman, uh, Sam Sledge. That's four. That's um, impressive.
0: I don't think a lot of people would, would have Sam Sledge that high on their list, but I know enough football people, they view him as maybe the best offensive lineman in the state.
1: Uh, he's wouldn't shock me if he starts at center at Nebraska as a like red shirt freshman. Wow. Or red shirt sophomore. Like one of those, I think he's going to play center. I think they're going to try him there first, but that, that wouldn't shock me. So I, I I love Sam Sledge. Mm-hmm. I think he's amazing. He's been. You got... sh- and then one more. I, I pro- uh man, <laughs> it's either it's either Caleb Benning or um, Ben Bramer. Okay. I'm I'm leaving out like Cade McIntyre is a good football player too. Sure. Man. Like I'm leaving out a couple. Devon Hall. Yeah. Christian Gunning Jones. Between. Yeah. But that's guys. how deep that's how deep the state is now.
0: I I just, you know, every year I keep thinking you've been doing this long enough. I remember what it was like in 2014 or, well, that's probably Mm -hmm. a bad year because I think Gifford and DJ Foster would have fit in that. But the, I mean, there was, there was a stretch in there where it wasn't that there wasn't good players in the state. They either weren't being identified as power five players or what have you. And I think that's kind of changed but mm-hmm. it just feels like there's so many more names that we know of earlier on now. And I, I think that speaks to places like Warren Academy and some of these off season trainers that get guys ready. And it, it speaks to sort of the involvement of some of these guys. I mean, Deshaun Prince is a freshman yeah, uh, for, for Omaha Benson and that guy looks physically ready to play as a freshman. And mm-hmm. he's, he just started high school like a week ago. Yeah.
1: There's, I think I think a big key has been one, like you said, the workout training stuff, like with Steve's doing at Warren Academy and other guys, you know, there's explosive edge there too in Omaha that people come in to Omaha, like drive hours to come in for Um, like Ben Bramer from Mm -hmm. Pierce comes to Omaha to work out Warren Academy. So um, I think parents have, have given a little bit, you know, of their time and stuff to it. I also think like the, the, we're just kind of getting started even um, on the seven on seven kind of culture in Nebraska. It was like about five, six, seven years ago where it kind of like started, but then it really, now it's kind of starting to just climb. And I think that's totally helped. It's kind of like, it It reminds me of the uh, early nineties, late eighties with, AU basketball in Nebraska, mm-hmm. where like they get out in front of coaches, and now you're seeing offers and stuff. I think that's why the skill has just a lot more of it. Yeah. I think that's a huge piece um, that is a little bit forgotten. Um, you know, this in 20, the 2023 class, right now there's nine power conference commitments, there are 10 with offers right now today. Mason Goldman at Gretna is the one. He just got mm-hmm. Arizona State offer last night. He's had Kansas and Wyoming and stuff too. So and Wyoming, I know, is not a power cover school, but Kansas is. And Arizona State offered. So um, that's 10. Like yep. when's the last time that happened?
0: I don't know. I I wasn't expecting 10
1: coming into the year. I'll tell you that. No. I mean, and a guy Benny Nagoya at Lincoln High. We didn't yep. even talk about him. Yep. yep. So good point. You know, I, there's he's committed to Iowa State. So, another good like track athlete athlete guy. Imagine that like all these guys are track guys. I mean, Zane Flores is a triple jumper. Not many people knew that unless you I didn't track. know that. Yeah, Zane Flores was I think he got like fifth in state, sixth something, maybe placed at state. I know he placed at uh, Metro. I think he got second or third at the Metro Conference tournament in the triple jump. Like that's pretty decent, right? Like track track helps football players. Wrestling helps football players. Basketball helps football players. I think more and more you're seeing that. And um it's kind of neat to see. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Mike, well, we only went long by about mm, I
0: don't know, ten minutes or so, which is pretty good for us. I, I feel
1: like I, if people know I talk, I'm I feel decently passionate about this. So
0: Well, <laughs> well you're a fountain of knowledge, so that's certainly that certainly helps out. Where can people, besides this podcast, where can people find your work?
1: Yeah. So nebpreps.com. So um, just N-E-B. It's nebraskapreps.com. nebpreps.com com is uh, the website where you can find uh, recruiting information on in-state kids. There's feature stories on kids. We just did one about Charmar Brown and his twin brother, uh, Armar Brown, which goes by Joe. Um, so that one that one's good there. And there's a nice feature we did on the Noonans as a family. Um, so there's there's we don't write game stories, but we do we replace it with other things, what we like to call celebrating the story differently. Um, and so that's air. I'm gonna do some stuff, some different stuff on you know, the Instagrams and TikToks and all that this year, Snapchats and stuff too, with video highlights of games and things um but um yeah hey website's completely free too like there's no subscription you just read it and there isn't a bunch of pop-up ads so yeah
0: look at that all right mike we appreciate your time as always we'll have to do this again uh maybe get a couple weeks into the season and we can start dissecting stuff
1: hey whenever whenever uh you would like i'm i'm game i i don't rarely say no to people it's true
0: and you have never said no to me which i appreciate
1: my wife would appreciate me saying no to a lot more things but i like i i kind of say yes to a lot Uh, she says no to me a lot well i mean this is a family (laughs) friendly show
0: mike let's uh let's be careful here all right all right that's mike sodder you know I'm from NEB Preps. You know I'm from Twitter. You know I'm from a local high school gym or a football field or a softball field or anywhere. That's, uh, you know, if there's high school sports going on, Mike Sauter can be found. Appreciate your time as always. Be sure to check out everything we got going on Husker 24-7. I will not be at the game tonight, but I will start oh. my high school coverage. <laughs> I'll start my high school coverage next week with week one. I'm only focusing on one week zero game this year, and that's uh, Nebraska. So, that's a determination I made when I realized that I've misread the schedule. But, uh, (laughs) all right, let's get out of here. Check out Husker 24-7. We'll have more podcast content coming up next week as well as we get you ready for Nebraska going over to Ireland. Mike Sauter, thank you for your time. We'll catch everybody next week.